Jesus, we thank you for this family that earnestly seeks after your heart, that um, serves this house with such joy. Lord, thank you for blessing us so much through them. Um, we pray that they would receive the riches of heaven, that they would receive so much grace and blessing through all of this. Lord, we just, um, yeah, we just declare your delight and your joy in your son and your daughter. Thank you for Don and Irona. Um, yeah, we just bless today's message in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we know you're with us. Amen. 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 You, bless you, dude. Awesome. Thank you, Elkin, for praying. Thank you guys for coming. Um, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> uh, I want to first, I'm not the uh, regular pastors here, so don't confuse me with that. They're not here. They're enjoying uh, a really great time, just the two of them, uh, a time away that they've really needed. So I want to just pray for them real quick. If you guys could just agree with me and bless our pastors, because they're amazing. And uh, yeah. Jesus, we thank you for Vince and Sophia. Thank you that you have put such a beautiful calling on their life and that you provide everything they need to do that. And I just pray for more of that, God, more blessings, more peace, more joy in their life. I pray for their families, that there'd be good health, that there'd be um, your presence in the midst of each family member, God, that you would be so present in their household, that every day would be filled with uh, just communing with you, worshiping you, praying with you, God. I just bless the McCary family, God, that you would continue to mold each and one of their lives to, to your perfect plan, and that you would uh, equip them with everything that they need and everything that, um, that you have in store for them. So we thank you for that. God bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Sweet. Now, if the sermon is bad, they can't really say anything because we pray for them. So... <laughs> Hopefully that'll, that'll buffer it. Anyways, um, this is my second time up here, so hopefully I'm more used to it. I think I feel a little more used to it right now, but we'll see how it goes. The last one was the shortest message in uh, Joy House history, I think. It was like 25 minutes. So you guys, maybe that's what you want. So... <laughs> I think Vince's average, Vince and Sophia average time is probably like an hour or like 45 minutes of, of, of preaching. Maybe I'll get there, maybe not. We'll see. Um, I don't have slides for you today either, so you're going to have to really try to focus on me. Just kidding, not on me, on God and uh, what he is saying through me, hopefully. I feel like, yeah, I have a title, and it's uh, Getting in His Presence, and that's kind of the uh, topic for today, and how I came about this topic, um, and this will be a quick plug for our college group. It's, it's kind of small, but it's fun. We meet on Fridays. Clark is here. He comes out. Elijah was here, but he had a family thing because it's his birthday this weekend, so 
If you see him t next week, you could be, uh, you could congratulate him on a very belated birthday. But anyways, we have college group on uh, Fridays, every other Friday, but there we talked about Romans 12, uh, verse 1 and 2, and I'll just read this real quick. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And so what we talked about at College Group was, you know, the idea of renewing your mind and what that means. Uh, kind of an abstract thought, I feel like, like, how do you renew your mind? Just maybe think good thoughts. Um, and it's funny, we're, I talked about this with the, with the, in the college group, but uh, there's so much self-help stuff out there these days. It's like, say five good things about yourself every morning and you'll feel good. And I'm sure that works. I think that's really good. I'm not, I'm not knocking it, but it's, uh, it's interesting how there's like so much information on that. And if that were to work, then I think everyone would have everlasting peace, joy, and fulfillment. Because if all you needed was to say, really awesome things all the time, then like, oh yeah, then you're good, you're changed. But sadly, I don't think that's the full truth. And I don't think that's an actual transformation. And, and so where, where is that transformation? Where does that come from? How do you actually like be transformed uh, and renew your mind daily, right? And so that's kind of how I thought about this and what God was speaking to, speaking to me this week is like, okay, we want to be transformed inside out and we want to have this kind of daily process of renewing our mind, but like what does that actually look like and what does that really mean? Um, so I kind of want to go into that together and hopefully we can get to a place where, okay, I think we kind of know what that means. Maybe not fully, but that God would speak to us and give us some understanding on, on what that means. And so, yeah, we'll start with that. I'm going to link back to one of Vince's message. If you guys were here, hopefully you remember this, but there was a message that Vince talked about the tabernacle, and he talked about how the, the, the layout of the tabernacle was and what it represented and what, it, what, what the process was back in the day. And I'm going to just do a quick recap because I, I remember when I heard that, like I knew about it, but when I heard it in detail, it was just so mind-blowing, like how beautiful the actual process was and how it linked to so many things in the future. So I'm just going to do a quick recap so everyone can follow. So back... Back in the day, there was a big, not a big, I don't know how big, but there was a plot of land, and they put a gate around it, and there was a gate, and then you enter the gates, and then now you're in the outer courtyards, and there you kind of do some sacrifices, you wash your hands, and then you can go into the tabernacle or the tent. And then inside the tent, you can do, there's like bread that you can break and incense that you, you burn, and then... From there, there's like another room called the Holy of Holies that only the high priest could enter, which is cool because if you were here for prayer, Elkin chose a passage about Jesus being our high priest. But anyways, we'll get to that. Um, 
And so, yeah, there's, that's kind of the progression that the, the Israelites and, and everyone there had to go through. And that was because the presence of God was in the Holy of Holies, like at the Ark of the Covenant inside of that place. That was like, that was God's desire to be with his people. And at that time, that's how he decided to do that, to be with his people, to dwell among his people physically on the land in the tabernacle, in the Ark of the Covenant, in the Holy of Holies. Um, And it's interesting to see, and that's actually, I think that's first step there is to understand that God wants to dwell with his people. If if we don't understand that, or if we, I think, have a misconstructed idea of that, that's kind of like first base, if that makes sense. Like, God wants to be with us. I think that's a really firm, like, foundational truth. We need to believe that God loves us. He wants to be with his people. He doesn't want to be super distant. He doesn't want to be super far away, but his desire is actually to be with us. And if you read the Bible, you could see that throughout the whole thing. And so with that, it's really cool to see how first... God meets Moses, and then, like, everyone else was like, oh, it's too scary. You should just go up there. And so it was just Moses and God. And then as you progress, like, there's the portion of Aaron and the Levites, and that kind of expands where it's like Aaron and his whole family gets to kind of enjoy that. And then later you have, like, selected priests that could actually go in and commune with God. Um, And you can kind of see it growing from, like, one person to bigger and bigger and like God's kind of plan to dwell with his people is progressing as you read the Bible which is I think is pretty cool Um, and so right they build this tabernacle and then Solomon and David they want to build a temple because it's like oh not just a tent but let's make God a really cool place to dwell in and so they build a temple and then that temple gets destroyed and corrupted because humans and people are, uh, they have sin sometimes, and so <laughs> things happen, and that's what, and the temple was destroyed, and so that's kind of the Old Testament of like, man, what, what, where, where is this temple? Where, can, where is God going to actually preside? Where is his presence going to be if there's no temple? And so that's how we get to the New Testament. Everyone probably knows this, so I'm just regurgitating, but hopefully it stirs something up. It's like a, a recap. Um, but yeah, that, then we go to the New Testament, and that's where Jesus comes in. And Jesus essentially is God's presence dwelling with his people. Um, yeah, the that just kind of, yeah, that to me stuck to me so hard. It's something I feel like we all know, and we all, like, obviously Jesus came, but it, to see how in the Old Testament it was all about finding God's presence in the tabernacle, hosting his presence, that was, like, the only place people could go to commune with God. And, like, people would travel all over the world to come to Israel and, 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 and into the temple and to be in here or even just, like, be around the presence And then Jesus comes, and he's literally now the presence of God among people. And so that's really cool. Jesus is awesome. He talks to a lot of people. He heals a lot of people. Um, 
I feel like I need to, uh, not need to, but because I'm up here, I should say like a cool Greek fact about the words in the Bible. But the, the, the Greek word for when Jesus, I think in John, he talks about Jesus came and dwelt with his people is the same word that was used with the presence of God in the tabernacle in the Old Testament. So the same kind of dwelling with his people is actually is, is, is connected, and it's the same word, the same, same origin of that. And so just the parallels, right? We, you know, between the old and the new and Jesus coming and being the physical manifestation of his presence and him being here with us is, is really cool. But then he's like, hey, there's, I can only be in one place and I can't reach everyone, so like, it's better that I go and I'm going to send someone even better. Right? And then so he sends the Holy Spirit, as we all know, and, and acts. And then the Holy Spirit comes inside of us and so that means, you know, if you follow the train of thought there and the logic there, then who, who is now, like, hosting the presence? Question. Us. Because <laughs> the Holy Spirit comes, and now it resides in us, right? So now we have the presence of God inside of us. All that time in the Old Testament, people were looking for the presence. They, they were, you know, journeying through land just to be with God and, and seek his presence. And then his ultimate plan was for the Holy Spirit to come and reside so that we could hold the presence of God, right? And we don't have to actually have a physical representation that houses the, the presence. We don't need um, a high priest that has to go on behalf of us, right? All these analogies with Jesus obviously being the high priest and being the ultimate sacrifice that was able to uh, allow us to freely go to God. Um, yeah, I just wanted to recap that because I think that is really foundational. I think it's really important to understand that kind of progression of how like God's perfect plan coming into play from the beginning to Jesus and to now in the present where we live and obviously into the future and eternity. Um, so yeah, all of this Vince talked about, I think. I didn't go back and listen to the sermon, but I read the notes and he talks about this, so you should go listen to that because he does probably a better job at doing this. But um, if you go listen to that, you can kind of get a better understanding. But what, what's interesting is... I don't know if you guys ever thought this, but like anytime people in church would always say, oh, your body's a temple, uh, you should, you know, take care of it. I just always, I don't know, I always thought of like, oh, it means you should work out and eat nice and do all these things to make sure your body's good. Um, but what's obviously, if you kind of can see where I'm going, is like this whole progression People would go to the physical temple and they'd, they'd worship God and then we became the host of the presence. So we really are literally the temple that hosts the presence. And um, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, you, you know, next time you see a fellow brother or sister in Christ, you could be like, nice temple. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. We're all good temples host, hosting the presence of God. Um, so, yeah. 
He sent the Spirit to be in all people so that we may be the temples. And all together, with Jesus being the cornerstone, we make up the temple of God. So I think that's pretty cool. I think it's really cool that we, as his children, literally get to host the presence. Like inside of us is the the same presence that was so like coveted in, inside the tabernacle, the same presence that people journeyed throughout the land to, to just go and see and just to go and like be in. Like we get to have that inside of us every day, everywhere we go. There's like no separation. There's there's no um yeah, you don't you don't like thank goodness we don't need to travel like a hundred miles just to go see the presence of God because it's inside of us now, right? And just thinking about this, right, it, it convicts my heart. And hopefully um, you guys feel a similar thing of just like, wow, it's, it's so beautiful. And it's such a blessing that we get to do this uh, here and that we get to live in the time that we are now with God. Um, and that, yeah, he always had a plan. He always had a plan for his children. And this... His, his plan from the very beginning was to be with his people, and not just Moses or not just the priests, but his, whole, his plan from the beginning was to be with all of his children. Um, and it's cool to see it play out, and it's cool to be living that out currently, right? So if we kind of go back to what I was saying in the beginning, this whole thing was brought on because I was thinking of, okay, like, what does it mean to be transformed by the renewing of your mind? Um, And so that kind of led me to thinking about the presence of God in the temple. But then, so the next question I have is, like, what, you know, what what does it actually mean to be the temple of God? And, like, what can we do with that now that we know we are or... We all know that, but now that we are reminded of again that we are, what, what can we do with that? Um, and how does that relate to, how can that lead to like a full transformation on the inside and, and, and the renewing of your mind? So, yeah, you know, again, it means we have full access, right? The veil was torn. Um, and again, that's because in the tabernacle there was a veil in between the holy place and then the holy of holies. Uh, but Jesus came and that veil was torn so we could go just straight in with full access. But then if we have this access, right, and Jesus' presence is inside of us, and also we learn that God is everywhere, right, like his presence is in the darkest places, in, in, the, in the best places, right? Like David talks about, oh, where can I hide from you? Even if I go up in the heavens, you're there. Even in the depths of hell, you're there. Like, he's everywhere. Then why can't, you know, what's the disconnect from us living, like, a life in his presence versus just kind of living our life without thinking about it, right? Why, why, why is there that disconnect? If, if that were the case, if he really was inside of us, fully and he's everywhere then we should always you know like oh god you're here here like you would just think about god all the time but obviously that's not 
always the case. We, li- we you know, our daily lives sometimes, I can be the first one to test. There's definitely days I wake up and then I go to bed and I'm like, man, I didn't even think about God once throughout the whole day because I was so busy or you get into your routines. And, and so to me, that's an interesting concept. And I think as a church, I'm sure that those that have been coming out regularly, like that's kind of the, the journey that we've been on. Like, what does it look like to be the fullest version of ourselves? And kind of what Elkin was praying during worship as well. Like, what does it look like to be like fully trusting God and fully in his presence every day where you have full peace, you have full joy, you have no fear, no anxiety. Like, what does that look like? And can we imagine that? And like, how do we get closer to that, right? That's, I think, to me at least, that's what Joy House has been about the past year of like finding that um, and what does that look like and how, like, how do we go about that? And so that's why I think this kind of topic is really interesting, right? Because um, his presence really is everything. There's nothing else like that. You could... I'm not saying not to read your Bible. You should read your Bible. It's really important. And the word in the Bible is really, really good and tells you about God, so you should do that. Um, But I read from this book uh, called The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. If you haven't read it, it's good, but I can only attest of its goodness for like the first three chapters. So if you read more than that, I can't guarantee you it's a good book, but I'm sure it is. I'm pretty notorious for buying a lot of books and not finishing them. You could ask my wife. Uh, Yeah, she teases me about that. But you have a lot of unfinished books. But if you kind of combine them, they become like, like five unfinished books is like one finished book. So progress is progress, right? Steps, baby steps. But in the book, something that, Uh, Tozer said that I thought was really cool is, you know, people that are in the presence of God have like a different kind of spiritual authority. Um, And he goes on to say that scribes tell people what they read, but prophets tell people what they see and how there's a difference in that. And I think you need both, obviously, of like reading. And, but then there's also how much more powerful is it to relay like what God is showing you and telling you directly from like the source. And I think there's something different about that when you're in the presence of God and you hear what he's saying, you, you see what he's showing you. And when you kind of release that or you go and encourage someone with that or you go and pray for someone with that, I think there's, um, yeah, I think there's a difference. There's, there's something different there that I think, for me at least, it convicts my heart to, me, to be like, oh, I really want that. Like, I really want, I want to speak and say the things that God is telling me, like, directly. I think that's, re- that's really cool. And, again, read your Bible, because he spoke through that directly, too. So that's not, that's not the, the, the message here. But I think there's, again, something different than, than, like, being in his presence and encountering him. I think that really gives us the full picture of, of who he is and what he's saying to us, right? And so... 
Um, that's what the presence of God is. But like, again, to me, I, I'm always, I don't know if you guys are as critical sometimes, but it's like, man, like, maybe it's just the way I'm wired. But if it's not kind of efficient and perfect, I get really like caught up in that. Like, why? If his presence is here, I just need to like, sit in his presence every day why like why can't i do it i get so like frustrated and in a cycle and and so it's interesting i I thought of this analogy i think it's kind of funny maybe you will too but not being in his presence when you have it inside of you and everywhere around you is like having a whole year of gym membership paid but you don't go to the gym right like it's paid for you you have access but you don't go, I, yeah, I, right now I do jujitsu. I think I talked about that the last time I was up here, which shows that I really like jujitsu, but um, it's really expensive. Yeah, like I know gym memberships can go to like $30 a month and like, whoa, that's really nice. But yeah, BJJ is kind of expensive because I think it's so specialized, but it's like, because it's expensive, every time I miss class, I get really like, oh man, like I get really, um, I regret it. I'm like, oh, I should go. Uh, I should. I should be there. Um, or it's like you know, being subscribed to a streaming service, but you forgot about it and, and you're not watching it. I, I don't know if like I, f- I remember, uh, I had Hulu like in college, and then I forgot about it. And then recently, I was like, oh yeah, we have Hulu, but I've been paying for it for like a few years now. Um, and now they have ads, and it's like, what? Anyways, don't watch too much TV. It's probably not good for you. So, um, But it's the whole point that I'm trying to get to is, it's, I think it's it, in, the, in kind of the bigger picture, it's just kind of funny that we, we've been given this ultimate access that people have been uh, wanting for years and years and years and years, and, and that... We now we have full access, but we we don't use it, or we forget to use it, or we don't use it as much as we can, which is unlimited times. You can use it every time, anytime. Um, so yeah, I think uh, that that's yeah that that's the beauty of it is like. And it, well, not, not the beauty, but that's, I think, the journey that we're in, right, is it's another thing that Tozer says is uh, he kind of has a kind of, he has a critique on a lot of, like, what modern-day Christianity is. But basically he's saying he believes a lot of people understand the concept of his presence being everywhere, and he calls that, like, positionally being in his presence. But then there's something different than just, like, positionally being there versus being aware of his manifestation. So like you could be like, we're in his presence right now. He's here. He's always here. He's everywhere in your room, in your car, in your work, in when you eat your lunch or your dinner or when you're working out, like he's, he's everywhere. Right. But, and you, you may like know that in the back of your head, but it's different when you actually recognize he's in the room and you feel like him speak to you or you feel him giving you peace like those are kind of the 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 indicators that I think we could use right like 
suddenly you feel peace or like all of a sudden you feel like your anxiety lifted off or you feel joy or you feel like crying because the Holy Spirit's convicting like that. That is different than just like, yeah, God is good. He's everywhere and I know he's everywhere. But, and so I think that's the key ultimately. All, all that to kind of say like what is his presence if we're the temple of God, if we have access to it, what does that mean? And I think it, it means that we really slow down and actually recognize that he's in the room. Um, I'm sure it's something that we all know how to do or we've done it in our own ways, but I think why I, what I want to share is, is just a reminder to keep doing that. And I think in those moments where you're in his presence is like that, that could change everything, right? I think you and I, you guys and I both know that God can do anything. Like in one moment, in one encounter, he could change the course of your life. He could heal something that was never healed before. He could give you, he could do anything in, in, the, in, the, pre, in, in the presence and meeting you there. And so this message, if you get anything from it, hopefully it's a reminder that his presence is really, really valuable. It's really, really sweet. It's already inside of you. It's like you have unlimited gym membership access and you can go anytime, anywhere. Um, and hopefully that kind of spurs you into like the deeper things of God. I think for me, and to be honest with you guys, I've been trying to get up early in the morning and just to sit in kind of quiet silence and hear what God is saying. Not very successful at it all the time, um, but that's my goal, and I'm telling you guys to, to hopefully keep myself accountable so you can check in with me if, if, if you remember that, but it doesn't have to look like that for you guys, obviously. It's whatever God is telling you or whatever God is sharing with you, but Ultimately, I think, I wonder what it would be like if we were a people that prioritized, like, being in his presence over what job am I going to have or, like, who am I going to marry or when are we going to have kids? Like, also really good because we have a lot of babies here and upcoming babies. But, like, what if we were a, a, a group of people that every day, like, we would wake up and, like, we would prioritize getting into his presence and we would prioritize just like hearing something from him and maybe not not even honestly a lot of times I get up or the few times I've gotten up early and and uh, gone in his, into his presence there's really nothing that I hear sometimes um, but I, I come out with knowing like having peace in my heart I, I come out knowing like that he's there. He may not say anything clearly, or I may not have the ears to hear it in that moment, but getting into his presence daily, um, I think, is really, I, I'm seeing it to be more and more crucial. Like, at least right now, it feels like the most important thing to do in, in, in my daily walk. Um, and I just have this conviction, at least right now, like if, if we were to be a people that does that well, if we were to be people that 
can access into his spirit like really easily. Because sometimes, you know, I don't know about you guys, sometimes it feels like I need like 30 minutes of really nice worship music to, to get me in the mood. Or I remember in our old Christian fellowship, we had these Christmas lights and then the light switch was uh, named like the presence of God and you would turn that on and it'd be these nice Christmas mood lights and you'd feel so much holier because it looks, it felt really good and the lights were dim. And, um, but like it, you know, as I've been at this church and all you guys are so amazing and I, I get so challenged by every single one of you guys and your guys' walk of God is so good. Like, I f- at least for me, it feels like it's been getting like a little bit easier to just step into his presence. Like it doesn't feel like, oh, I like I need to, work this up but like it just feels like slightly easier to just like okay God you're here and I feel you and I know you're there and I'm just like wondering like what's like the full version of that where you could just kind of like tune everything out in in an instant and like just hear what he's saying feel his presence have him speak to you Um, that to me is really exciting and that to me is something that I feel like I really want. And I think we all want that, right? Like, who wouldn't want that? That'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, that, th- those are kind of the thoughts that I've been having of just what, it, what does it look like if we read the Bible and we know that now, okay, we are the temple we are the temple that hosts the spirit. We are we're the temple that hosts that same presence. What is it like? Yeah. Then we have it with us everywhere we go. We have it in any moment when when there is struggle, when there is chaos, or things are looking really really bad. You know you have the presence of God inside of you, even when things are really good. It, the presence of God, God is inside of you, and what would that, what would it look like if we could just recognize that every moment? I think that we would really be people that walk in full freedom. I think we would be people that walked in full joy, uh, people that would be really loving to everyone around you, just naturally. Um, I think it would really change and transform our lives if we could get into his presence and, and be there and hear what he has to say. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I think it would transform us. And that's how I guess I would tie it back to the very beginning, which is transformed by the renewing of your mind, like how do we do that? I think it, it really is just getting into the presence of God. And what that means to you, that could look like sitting quietly, that could look like reading the word and praying, that could look like worshiping to some music. But in my opinion, not that it's always right, but in my opinion, I think all it really means is to quiet everything down, like whatever's going on, Whatever you're going through, quiet everything down and fix your your gaze, your thoughts onto Jesus. Um, Then I think 
you can access his presence that way, if that makes sense. And so, one thing I wrote here. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, this is kind of... I wrote here, grow in holiness because you are already holy. Um, I guess the thought there was, we're temples of God, we already have it in us. Some of us might think, or sometimes I've thought this, like, oh, it's already in, in me, it's everywhere, I don't need to go looking for it. But the Bible says, uh, I forget where, but he says, uh, for God has called you, called you to be holy, so be holy. And so just another motivation for all of us to know that we are holy, we're made good and new, we have full access, there's nothing we can do to, to separate God from us, but that doesn't mean we just kind of stay there. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fuller version of that where you actually access that and you grow even deeper into that. And so, yeah. I think, I think that's pretty much all I have. In summary, in summary, I feel like I've been summarizing a lot, but in summary, the, we are the temple and we have the presence living inside of us. Uh, that presence, if you read the Old Testament, was so coveted and so beautiful and you had to build these crazy buildings of gold and all these things. It was so meticulous because God wanted it to be that way to reach his people. And so we have that same presence inside of us. And how do we actually access that? And what happens when we access that daily? Um, I think that's kind of the adventure that we're in right now. And hopefully this message kind of moves your heart to, to want that. Hopefully you hear this and you're like, oh, wow, like, I'm also really excited what it would look like if I just met with God and was like changed every day. If I met with God and I had peace every day and um, everything, you know, above, like everything that can, everything will, will come about like that. And so, yeah, I think um, it always, I, I never know how to end things when you're up here. It feels really abrupt. But I'm going to pray for us, and we're going to have people up here to pray with you. If you feel anything from the Holy Spirit today, I would advise you to come up and just have someone pray over you. You don't even need a specific request. Everyone that's on the prayer team here is really nice, and they're really awesome, and they talk to the Lord, so they'll pray over something something over you that's really, really good, and you don't even need to have anything ready. You could just come up. And so I really encourage you, uh, if you feel like God is speaking to you about anything, about maybe he's talking to you right now and he's, he's asking you to meet with him more, or he's asking you to come do this with me, or he's speaking to you about certain things in your life, I just encourage you to come up here and, and we could pray with you and for you. And so... Yeah. Jesus, we thank you. God, we thank you for your presence. 
We thank you that you had a perfect plan for your people from the very beginning. We thank you that your desire is to be with us. Your desire is to know us. Your desire is to um, dwell with your sons and daughters, God. You're not a distant father. You're not, you're not a high priest that is, um, that is someone we can't relate with. You're not someone that is, is uh, yeah, you're not a stranger. You're not someone we don't understand. You, you want to be with us so much you sent your son to be with us and then the Holy Spirit to be with us. Like, you are so good, God. Your desire for us is so intense. Your desire to be with us is so strong, and I thank you for that. There's nothing that we can say to, to really capture how th- grateful we are to be your children, God, and to have a perfect father like you. So I just pray that you would transform us from the inside out, that we would have really good and awesome spiritual awareness for your presence, that we would... Uh, grow in being sensitive to your Holy Spirit, that we would commune with you more, uh, we would commune with you daily, that we would hear things from you, that we would have ears to hear the things you're saying to us, God. I thank you for all that, and I pray for everyone here that we would continue to grow like that as a body, as a temple for you, God, that we would, you would continue to speak to us, you would continue to mold us into, yeah, the the perfect version you have in store. So I thank you for everything you've done, God. You're really, really good. And bless everyone here in Jesus' name. Amen. Sweet.